Aiton, Curry, Wiggins, Clay, and Draymond. Trying to give the Warriors a 3-2 series lead. Wiggins, the baby right hook again! He did it over Robert Williams! How about this guy? 24 for Wiggins! They put the headset on Draymond. Draymond, it's Fitz and Tom Tolbert here. Timmy's under the weather, so I'm doing radio tonight. What's up, uh, Dallas? What's what? Up? What a ball game you had, my friend. I think your early scoring, your tenacious defense, 8-8-7 eight, eight, and seven is very Draymond Green-like. What does this Game 5 mean to this squad, do you think? It was huge. Coming back home, we had to go on the road and take home court back. Uh, we were able to do that. We wanted to come home and capitalize on it. Um, you know, Now it's one more win. We would love to go to Boston and do that, but at least you give yourself the, the opportunity to return home if you need to. So. It's a very important game for us to come out and take control of the series, and we did that. One of the things I thought you guys did great tonight, Draymond, was take away strong hand drives, take away the right hand. You made him go left. You made him uncomfortable. How much of a talking point was that in this game? Don't let him get right. Uh, I mean, like I've always said, and, you know, it happens to be a literal thing but in this series, but you want to make teams play left-handed. Yeah, That's something Coach Kerr always talk about. Is making teams play left-handed. Now, against these guys, it's actually that. You know, they're all strong right-hand drivers, but I think we did a really good job of just meeting force with force. We, we were great at the point of attack, and that's where your defense starts. It starts at the point of attack, and, and everybody who was on the ball, they met force with force, and it was huge for us. Draymond, we could talk about Wiggins, 26 and 13, backing up his 17 and 16 in game four. But as someone who's so close to Clay, three years to the day that we all watched him walk off the court with the knee injury against Toronto, three years to the day, 21 in the finals with five made threes. Can you even put that in perspective, what that means to the whole Warrior family? Uh, we don't talk to three years. That's not an anniversary. That's, that was something that happened that we weren't happy about. So uh, it was good to see, for him to come out and have a great game. That's what we needed from him. He's a big-time player, and he always steps up in these big moments. So it was huge. It was huge for him to come out and have the game that he did for us. It's only one basket, but what did the pool bank shot mean at the end of three? Because you guys still had the lead. Even though Boston had that tremendous third, I mean, that just seemed to light the fuse to the whole fourth quarter. It was huge because, you know, they, they gave us their best shot in that third quarter. And for us to still to come out with the lead, just, it just does something for your psyche. It's like, yo... You know, they, they played great, and yet, you know, they're they're down. So I think it was huge for our psyche, and, you know, he, he, he hits those crazy shots. But to his credit, he shoots them with Steph every day. They shoot them crazy shots from half court <laughs> and a step in front of half court. So it's actually something that they work on. <laughs> Have you told Wiggins during the playoffs, go, oh, I see you can rebound when you really want to? Absolutely. Uh, it's my job to continue to challenge him to be great. And he's answering the bell every single time. And we got one more win to get. It's important that I continue to challenge him. And it's important that he continues to answer the bell. All right, Draymond, I'm going to leave you with one little note for your other broadcasting pursuits. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson have now won 20 games in the finals, surpassing Duncan Parker and Ginobili. And you did that tonight. That's incredible. That's, you know, that's a group of guys who you know, I was talking yesterday and someone was asking me, like, who do you guys model yourselves after? And I was like, well, I don't think there is a model. 
for what we've done. But if there's any team that we've looked at over the course of the years and said we want that type of consistency is the San Antonio Spurs. And so uh, to, to do that is absolutely amazing. You're talking three Hall of Fame guys, uh, Coach Pop, Hall of Fame coach. They're absolutely incredible. So to be mentioned with those guys, they are the golden standard of the last 30, 40 years in the NBA when you're talking about a specific team. And they set that bar for us, and we're trying to continue to raise our, ourselves to that level. And here's one for you on the way out the door. Steph didn't make a three tonight for the first time in his playoff career history. But guess who showed up to call it? Your guy Fitz. <laughs> Unbelievable. Absolutely wow. insane. Nonetheless, the impact he still had on the game There's was huge. There's no doubt about it. And... That serves us well because he won't miss <laughs> he won't miss everyone two games in a row. Thanks for stopping, Draymond. Thanks, we appreciate Draymond. it. Congrats. No doubt. Appreciate Thanks. it, man. 104-94, the Warriors win game five. Take a 3-2 lead heading to Boston with game six on Thursday. All hail Tom Tolbert, who when asked for the CarMax key to the game, said points in the paint. The Warriors finished with 50 and Boston 36. And for the Warriors, 18 of those points in the paint were in the fourth. It was not a three-point night. It was a gritty get-it-done-inside night. And that's where Peyton and Wiggins were just simply spectacular. Well, 5-0 now. Team that has the most points in the paint wins the game. So it seems like a decent trend uh, to follow. And when the Celtics turn it over, they usually don't win. And their three best players, uh, I don't know, best, I'll call them the best players, Tatum Brown, Smart, had 13 turnovers combined, but just the fact that Steph doesn't make a three, shoots seven for 22 for 16 points, and they still win by by double digits. It was good to see Clay get it going. Uh, he kind of got off to a slow start, but uh, five for 11 from three, seven for 14 overall, uh, 21 points. And that's a nice, efficient scoring night for Clay. 14 shots, 21 points off those 14 shots which was really, really efficient. Uh, Gary Payton second, 15 points on eight shots to go along with five rebounds and his, you know, hound dog defense that he, that he plays. It was just a really solid effort. And other than the third quarter where the Celtics got hot for a little bit, they really shut him down. Uh, they only had 41% from uh, two, uh, or I should say overall, 34 uh, from three. And a lot of that came in that one stretch, right? So they missed their first 12. Then they hit their next eight. And then they went three for 12 to to finish off. So it was just bizarre. They were ice cold, then molten lava hot, and then cold to finish off the game. So it it was kind of a weird game, but I thought the Warriors' defense, I mean, the Warriors shot 22.5% from three and still won the game. You can talk about all the offense this team has, and they've had some great players over the years and great offensive players. Uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. I mean, those are three all-time offensive players. Uh, Hall of Famers, uh, Draymond Green, I think, is a Hall of Famer. Andre, maybe. But when you look at it, strength in numbers, all that stuff, when this team's at its best, it's really good defensively. You know, it I, starts with defense on this team. I think, Always has. I think you hit on it, holding Boston to 41% shooting. If I'm the Celtics, I'm also going to look at Tatum got 27, Marcus Smart got 20, Jalen Brown got 18, and I lost. You know, I mean, I, it, it's, it's because 
their three lead sled dogs all had numbers, but the efficiency was not there. It wasn't there. For Smart and for Jalen Brown. And then I'm going to look at, uh-oh, Poole had 14 and Peyton had 15. And like Draymond said, there's very few things I know in life. One of them is that Steph Curry's not going 0 for 9 on threes yep. on Thursday. Yep. And so I think for the Warriors, champions find ways to win all different type of ways. And whether it was the pool three or whatever, the Warriors withstood that whole barrage in the third and then owned the fourth when you would think, hey, Boston's just going to keep it rolling. But uh, the Warriors found their footing and, and really – it was a beautiful fourth quarter in the way they defended and then the way they were opportunistic offensively. Yeah, we look at the Celtics. Horford wasn't a huge factor offensively. White, non-factor offensively. Grant Williams, non-factor offensively. Pritchard only played four minutes. They got four points out of their bench. Yeah, They got a few more towards uh, garbage time, but for the guys that mattered, four points. That is it. The Warriors came in and dropped 31 points. With their bench. Jordan Poole hit a few shots. Gary Payton played great. Kevon Looney uh, was solid. Uh, didn't have spectacular numbers tonight, but was solid. Uh, it just, it was. It was, a, it was a team effort because the guy you're counting on, the guy that was averaging 34 points before the game started in the series, only got you 16. And he was really inefficient tonight. That was on 22 22 shots, but the Celtics couldn't take advantage of that. They only had 94 points on 75, 75 shots. So, I mean, it's been a real, the last couple, low-scoring, kind of grinded-out games, and it's possession by possession where execution really matters and shots really matter. And speaking of shots, the Warriors had 13 more of those than the Celtics yep. did. So that's, yep. that's huge. Both these teams have had a propensity over the course of the year to just flip the ball around like yeah we let's just see what happens here and all of a sudden it's turnover and you're shaking your head and the celtics do that too and when the celtics turn it over they get themselves into trouble at vice versa the warriors will as well this is going to be i mean nothing's going to surprise me wouldn't surprise me if it came back here for game seven wouldn't surprise me if the warriors won it in six because again both these teams are really really equal and you know you know that crowd's going to be loud. Oh, man. It is going to be loud on Thursday, and they are going to be ready to rock and roll. So I, I'm, I'm anticipating another just grind it out, get after it, uh, tough defensive battle because it's physical out there. These teams are getting into one another. It's really, really physical. So, But the Warriors have that championship medal, so they'll be ready for it. Whether they win or lose, they'll be prepared for it. It won't, it won't take them uh, take them by surprise. Clay Thompson said that there were vibes of 2015, and that's when the Warriors got two, down 2-1, two and they ended up winning in Cleveland to get that first championship to start this run. Well, they were down 2-1, and I have an opportunity on the road to get another championship their fourth in eight years. So yep. I, I'm with you. It, it could go, hey, Boston holds serve. They're that good. Give me one thing out the door from an athlete standpoint, just how much do you have in the tank from these games, the two days, the super long travel? I mean, that, uh, you know. Well, you would know as much as me. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> I haven't been this far into the season. <laughs> but, but, do, but just. I've is, talked to guys, though, be, Bob. Does it become <laughs> mental at this point or just finding some way to, or are you just dragging and hoping? Like, because Sean Livingston used to tell me, 
hey, Fitz, I feel bouncy tonight. Yeah. And the nights he didn't tell me that, I knew he was, he was hurt. Now, he had a significant knee injury that yeah. he had recovered from. But I, I just wonder, you know, Steph had expended so much energy that, okay, they got this win. Knowing that, you know, the championship, the, the, the trophy will be in the building. You know, is that enough to, to get all the, the energies, you know, recharged? Because this Boston team is significantly younger. There's yeah. no, no way around it. Uh, I'm certain adrenaline takes over at some point. Okay. And, and you're good to go. But it'll be, you know, these guys are going to be laying in bed for the next couple of days. Uh, other than uh, practice, and the practice won't be a big practice anyway. Be more get of off a, your feet. Yeah, it'll be more of a walkthrough, stuff like that. PJ! Fellas? ESPN crew? No, no, you'll see Bob in Boston. I won't be there, but <laughs> thanks for asking about me. <laughs> but they'll just going to be laying around and, and you know, watching film and doing that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you do all you can uh, to get your body ready. And, again, I never played this long into the season. So uh, I, I got to think, you know, you're, they're conditioned, and they'll be able to play their regular minutes. But this is where you start thinking, boy, if we have a chance to push it, can we extend some guys five yeah. or six more minutes and get them after – like I, 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 people would have loved to seen Steph play forty-eight tonight and trying to get this game. He only played thirty-seven. He say, you mentioned it. It was big in the fourth quarter where they extended that lead and Steph got a little more rest yeah. and a little more rest and a little more rest because he didn't even play the most minutes on the team. Wiggins played forty-two uh, and Clay played thirty-nine. And I wondered if Wiggins and Tatum's uh, minutes would match up. Not quite. They were less than a minute off, though. So when Wiggins was on the court, Tatum was on the court, and vice versa. But Brown played 44 tonight. Marcus Smart played almost 40 minutes. Tatum played 44. But as you mentioned, they're younger, and they're going to be able to rebound a, a little bit more. But, yeah, I don't know. But I would assume I would assume adrenaline takes over at some point, and, and you're ready to go. But it's going to be a good one. I, I, I can't wait. And the difference, I think the difference between this Celtic team and that in that Cavs team was that Cavs team was a one-man band. Yep. And he was exhausted. <laughs> he yeah. did, I mean, you want to talk about exhausted. That guy was doing everything. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do more in a finals, like singularly. Just I right. got to get every rebound, make every assist, make every bucket. And he, he damn near did it for three games. But I think that wore on him. This team has, a, I mean, a little more depth, but not a lot. They only play like eight guys and really only about seven seven guys. But they're younger, and look, they've been really good when pushed with their, their backs up against the wall. And this is the first time they've lost back-to-back games in the, in the playoffs. So I just expect another really, really good game. This one I thought might be a little more high scoring. But, again, when you're talking number one, number two defenses in the league, they get after you. And then here's the thing about defense, too. you got to have the athletic guys and the guys that are just dogged in their determination. I was watching Marcus Smart. There was like two minutes left to go in the game, and Steph's coming off a screen. I think it was a post-up, uh, kind of a side screen. They run a lot of that. And Smart played that as hard as he played it in the first quarter. Game was over at that point. It's like a 13-point lead. But he was like, no, nah, I'm not giving you anything easy. Yeah. I'm getting after it. That's that's how they play. The Warriors don't have that type of athletes, but what they do have in common, and every good defensive team has it in common, they're smart. 
they understand what you're trying to do, and they beat you to the punch, and they make it tough on you. They know if you're a right-handed driver, they try to force you left or vice versa. If you're not good in mid-range game, they'll give you those shots and try to make you take tough shots. Both these teams are really tough to work against uh, from an offensive standpoint. So it's been a really fun series. I'm looking forward to it. And I love this, too. When it gets to Game 7, everyone will say, you know what, that's what you dream about as a kid. You dream about a Game 7. The only team that dreams about a Game 7 is the one that's down (laughs) (laughs) 3-2. So if I hear a warrior say, oh, you dream about Game 7. Oh, really? You were? A couple days ago? I hope you weren't. (laughs) I've always wanted to play in a Game (laughs) 7. So I'm definitely looking forward to Game 6. And it was fun calling the game with you. Yeah, Tommy, I enjoyed it. We uh, we did one of the Cleveland games when... Gabby, yep, Tim's, yep. Tim's daughter, had a, yeah, had a graduation. So we are 2-0 and as a duo for this. But uh, we want Tim Roy to get better. Uh, he's a little under the weather. I was happy to fill in, sit next to Tom Tolbert. Thursday, it will be Boston, 5.30. We will tip. Uh, we'll come on the air, and then 6 o'clock tip on 95.7 The Game.